So, there you have it. That's your orientation finished. Welcome to Hornet Heaven, the afterlife reserved for people who love Watford Football Club with all their heart. Wait, if that's who it's for, what's he doing up here? Who? Him in the red builder's helmet. Lawrence Bassini. Hornet Heaven Series 8 Episode 3 Halloween Special Nothing to Fear Written by Ollie Wicken Read by Colin Mace Earth Season 2015-16 On October the 31st, 2015 in the atrium of Hornet Heaven A newly arrived Watford fan had just spotted a chubby-faced man wearing a dark suit and a red builder's helmet. Has bankrupt bands, like, actually died, babes? Or is he just looking for the keys to the Hornet Heaven safe? Daisy Meriden, a pretty, fair-haired 14-year-old, was with Bill Mainwood, Hornet Heaven's 92-year-old head of programmes. Bill chuckled. Don't worry, young lady... That's not really, Bassini. It's Halloween today, so everyone in Hornet Heaven is in costume. It's a tradition up here. We dress up as what has scared us the most as Watford supporters. Baz's time in charge was truly terrifying. Oh, all right. I get it. What else are people dressed up as? There's another chairman over there. Silver hair, pastel shirt and tie... Cheesy grin. Jack Petchy. Horrific. Before my time, babes. I know the guy with the beard, though, giving it the shark eyes. That's Jukanovic. Yes. Last season, that murderous stare of his sent out a clear message. If we didn't get promoted, no one would be safe in their beds. He'd kill us all. It still gives me the shivers. And? Are you in costume, babes? Or is the referee's kit and the mullet lid your usual get-up? Today, Daisy, I'm Roger Milford. In the 1980s, he was everyone's nightmare. Look, there are actually 15 Roger Milfords standing around the atrium, all preening themselves in case there are cameras. Wait, I don't get that one over there. What's an Uncle Fester costume got to do with Watford? That's Ray Wilkins. And someone's in a Harriet Hornet costume. How's that meant to be scary? Derek Garston's inside that costume, my young assistant. He's 13. He's not frightened of Harriet specifically, just girls in general. Why is he frightened of girls? Inexperience. He's been up here 97 years and not spoken to a girl his age in all that time. What's he? Wait! Oh, my God! Look at that zombie coming towards us! That costume's literally so realistic! Me nut just spun! Oh, that's not actually a costume. That's Hornet Heaven's chief steward, Lamper. Every Halloween, he stops being dead and becomes... undead, somehow. Just for the day. Oh, he's trying to eat us... Would you mind stepping aside for a moment? 
I've got a shovel here for our protection. There. You'll be fine again tomorrow. Now, Daisy, let's go and get you a costume so you can join in the fun. Bill, in his Roger Milford outfit, took Daisy round behind the southwest corner of the stadium to the 1881 Movement's underground bunker. It was where the Halloween costumes were kept in Hornet Heaven. Inside the yellow-tinged gloom of the subterranean space, Bill spotted Neil McBain, Watford's manager when the club were relegated into Division 4 in 1958. Oh, hello, McBain. I'd like you to meet Daisy. Hello, babes. You all right? Daisy's just arrived in Hornet Heaven, and I'm... I'd better stop you there, Bill. It's me, George Cutlow. I'm wearing a McBean mask. George Catlow was a tough tackling wing half for Watford before, during and after McBain's wretched second spell at the club. The idea that that man ever managed the club still terrifies me. Well, yes. Who could blame you? Bill patted George Catlow on the shoulder and took Daisy deeper into the dingy bunker. At the far end, Bill and Daisy found Henry Grover, the man who founded Watford Rovers in 1881. Each Halloween in Hornet Heaven, the father of the club indulged his passion for clothing by taking charge of a costume cupboard. Bill introduced Daisy to Henry. Henry said, Well, what a wonderful day for a young thing like you to arrive in Hornet Heaven. Halloween is such fun. We all wear things that scare us. So which player are you being? I don't recognise that shirt. Ah, I'm not being a player. Henry was wearing a dark blue Hummel top, smeared with white dashes and stripes. This is Watford's 1994 away shirt. It's like a seagull has suffered the most Appalling diarrhoea. A genuinely horrifying choice of kit. All right. Calm down, babes. Sorry, I, I, I still get rather worked up about it. So, Daisy, what might you like Henry to get you from the cupboard? Yes, young lady. What would you like to wear that's scary? Who would you like to be? Do join in. It really is such fun. Well... There ain't a person that... How about being Dave Bassett for the day? I've got a mask here. Look at its cheeky, chappy grin. No wonder Elton fell for it. Poor Elton had no idea that pure evil was lurking behind. Nah, I, I don't... Actually, if you do want to be Bassett, I could arrange for a set of assistants to follow you everywhere, just like in real life back in 1987. Faceless ghouls with no apparent purpose... Like I said, it ain't people that... Or, if you'd prefer something more recent, I've got a 2013 shirt with the name Diakite on the back. Imagine if we'd made his loan permanent. Truly terrifying. Stop it, babes! I mean, is this meant to be, like, a serious thing or what? I ain't gonna lie. There is something that scares me as a Watford fan, but it ain't a person. 
Ah, you're not talking about that despicable town up the road, are you? If I could find a costume with the wings of a sparrow and the arse of a crow, I'd fly over Luton tomorrow and stop it. I've got a real fear. You're acting like it's trivial. It ain't. A shocked silence hung in the bunker for a few seconds. Bill said, Don't worry about Henry, young lady. I'm listening. Go on. The thing is, we're new in the Premier League. Kike's done, like, an all-right job so far, but I'm petrified we'll get relegated like we always do. Ah-ha! I can help you there. For a general relegation fear, I would normally recommend the Neil McBain outfit. But Premier League relegation is on a much greater scale of horror. I've got an A.D. Boothroyd outfit somewhere here. Originally it came complete with a ball. But whenever people dress up as A.D., they're never interested in keeping hold of the ball. <laughs> Henry, please... Daisy has just confessed a genuine fear that's afflicting many Watford fans now who are in the Premier League. We should be offering her proper help, not just immature costumes and low-quality jokes. Come on, Daisy. This isn't the place for you. Bill led Daisy back out of the bunker. Ah! What about this Alan Neom shirt? His defending strikes terror into the hearts of everyone. Bill? Daisy? Bill and Daisy returned to the atrium. Near the programme shelves, they saw Harriet Hornet, with Derek Garston inside the suit. He was trick-or-treating. The boy had a bucket in which he was collecting pin badges, panini stickers and several other knick-knacks of Watford memorabilia that people had given him. Derek, my boy, can I introduce you to a new arrival? The thirteen-year-old turned and saw the pretty fourteen-year-old girl. Oh! Oh, my God, sir! Help, sir! The giant furry insect dropped the bucket and ran away in terror. What's that about? Is he, like, calling me ugly? No, no. Quite the opposite. You're a very lovely-looking young lady, and, as I said... Derek hasn't met a girl since he died in 1921. Golly, look at him go. At that speed, he'd outpace Victory Barbo. Bill took Daisy to the yellow leather sofas to meet some more people. One of them was Neil McBain. The real one, this time. He was wearing a Luton scarf. Bill immediately forgot the niceties of introducing Daisy to McBain. You... Dirty scummer! Ach, not you two. This whole dressing up malarkey has backfired. What scares me is the thought I might deep down be a Luton fan and... You blooming are one! You cleared off up the road to manage them, you filthy Judas! Ach, will you not let it lay? I'm trying to confront my fear by pretending to support Luton. Where's your compassion, man? You need to be sensitive to my deep-seated psychological issues. Piss off and take your scummy scarf with you, you disgusting brown atter. McBain walked away, hurt. 
Bill said to Daisy, Oh, oh, goodness. Sorry, young lady. I'm not quite sure what came over me there. Let me introduce you to this gentleman instead. Daisy, meet one of Watford's former managers. Hello, Daisy. I'm Mike Keane. Well, babes, that costume's like definitely over the top. Why you got up like that? Mike Keane was wearing a skin-tight silver jumpsuit that was sparkling with sequins. Sprouting from the shoulders were two huge plumes of silver feathers. I was sacked by Elton John in 1977. It still haunts me. Oh, you poor thing. Does wearing that help? I think it does more for Henry Grover than it does for me. He watched me change into it. He couldn't stop licking his lips. Mike moved off. Bill and Daisy sat down on one of the sofas. Daisy said, I tell you what, some of these Halloween costumes are definitely a bit like... unusual. Bill adjusted his Roger Milford mullet and said, Yes, actually I've never been terribly comfortable with the whole dressing up thing. It's a bit childish if you ask me. More to the point though, it won't properly help you tackle your fear of Premier League relegation. Perhaps it would be more therapeutic for you just to sit and talk things through. Talking won't help, babes. I've been scared ever since we arrived in the Premier League in the summer. We started off with four games without a win. That, like, totally panicked me. Then we lost at home to Palace a month ago and I had a meltdown on Twitter. The worst was when we lost to Arsenal two weeks ago. I ain't gonna lie. I ended up phoning the club to tell them they had to sack Kike. It was awful. I don't want to be that person. Yes. Fear makes a lot of football fans behave like that. But maybe this trip up to the Premier League will be different. But it won't be, will it? We always go straight back down. In the past, we have done, yes. But Gino Pozzo does things differently from before. It ain't just Watford it happens to, though, is it? Most teams that get promoted go straight back down through the hatch. Gino knows what he's doing. I can explain, if you like. You see, Gino's business model is... Don't! You're wasting your breath. It ain't something you can argue me out of. Supporting a Premier League club that ain't one of the big four is like pure terror. It's like sitting in the dark watching paranormal activity over and over. Bill reflected that he himself had never felt this terror. It seemed to be a modern affliction felt by younger fans. Was this because younger fans had been exposed to the shrieking hype of the Premier League for the whole of their lives, he wondered? If Daisy had grown up with it, she might never grow out of it. Oh, dear. Well, if sitting and talking isn't going to help, we'd better try something else to calm your fears. Oh, I know. I know exactly what you need. Go on, then. What do I need? You need one of my... Magical history tours. Come along, young lady. Follow me.
Bill, in his Roger Milford outfit, took two programmes from the atrium shelves and led Daisy through the ancient turnstile on Occupation Road to a game from Watford's past. Recognise where we are, young lady? Oh, my God! Anfield! This is amazing! I've brought you to our first spell in the Premier League before you were born. This game took place in August 1999. Wait! My dad said this season was, like, totally miserable. He said it wrecked the club and that for the next five years. Watching this won't stop me being paranoid of relegation. But it will make you realise that despite the awfulness, there were wonderful moments we'll treasure forever. This was the first time Watford Football Club won at Liverpool. It's still the only time. Bill and Daisy settled down and watched the match. What she saw on the pitch was glorious. A totally committed Watford team set about Liverpool from the start. Pagey, Robbo, Mooney and Jono piled in. Liverpool didn't know what had hit them. Before long, Peter Kennedy's free kick from the right took a couple of deflections in the Liverpool box and fell to a defender. Two Watford players slid in at his feet, hurling themselves hungrily at the ball. It came free to Mooney. He tucked it into the net. Daisy and Bill leapt to their feet and roared. Bill's mullet wig slipped down over his eyes. Daisy helped him adjust it. Then they roared again and sang their hearts out. This is brilliant. They carried on watching an extraordinary performance of grit and determination. At the end... The 1-0 victory was rounded off with a moment that perfectly captured the entire afternoon. On Watford's left, Robbo threw himself into a sliding tackle. He won the ball and the Liverpool forward went flying. The final whistle blew and Robbo punched the air. In the Anfield road end, Daisy did the same. She said to Bill, Best trip. Ever. Back on Occupation Road, Daisy and Bill walked up the slope towards the atrium. You see, being in the Premier League isn't scary. The big time always provides big moments, regardless of how your season ends. We'll always have Liverpool away. It's ours for the rest of eternity. That was proper brilliant. I want to go to more away games from that season. What have you got? Well, the game at Middlesbrough on the last day of the season was very special. Watford fans were all in fancy dress, just like we are today. It, it, it was great fun. Did we win? Before he could answer, Bill was distracted by a crowd of more people in costumes coming towards them. The programmes for that afternoon's home game against West Ham United had just arrived in Hornet Heaven and residents were on their way to the game. Bill spotted a couple of people kitted out as skinheads from a previous home game against West Ham. The one in 1979, when the intercity firm infiltrated the Vicarage Road end. Seeing the hooligans gave Bill the chills. It made him forget to maintain the spirit of Anfield 99 with Daisy. What? Bob, uh, Liverpool was our only away win that season 
and we lost 16 of the other 18 away games. Daisy stopped. Oh, my God! The season was a total horror show. Worse than a horror show. Away games must have been like Saw 1, Saw 2, all the way through to Saw 16. Bill realised his mistake. The Liverpool exception had proved the rule. By taking her to the only away high spot that season, Bill had reinforced her fear of Premier League relegation here in 2015. Hmm. OK, let's forget that season. I've got plenty of other games planned for the rest of the Magical History Tour. They'll help you put your fear into perspective. Daisy didn't move. She shook her head. Thanks, babes, but... No thanks. But I'm going to take you to games that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been relegated from the Premier League. The Leicester playoff semi. Winning promotion at Brighton. Wonderful, life-affirming moments. Or afterlife-affirming, depending on where you were at the time. No, babes. I've got to face it. I'll always be frightened of the horns dropping out of the Premier League. There ain't nothing you can do. But those games are the ultimate proof that no one should be scared of relegation. Daisy wasn't to be persuaded. She gazed despondently into the approaching crowd. Amongst the revellers, she saw someone covered head to toe in a white sheet with two posts and a crossbar crudely drawn onto it. She guessed it was meant to be the ghost goal from the home game against Reading in 2008, when the club had been back down in the championship with financial trouble looming again, all because of Premier League relegation. But the childishness of the costume made her giggle. Her dad had always said the last days of Boothroyd were a horrific time, but now someone was making a joke of it. She felt a bit better. She said to Bill, OK, change of plan, babes. I need to forget about relegation and have a laugh about something else that's scary. I'm going to get myself a silly costume like everyone else. Oh, good. Anyone or anything in mind? Yeah, he's in the current squad. His tackle scared the living daylights out of me. That sounds very appropriate. And I've always wanted peroxide streaks. Aha! Valon Barami. The horror. I ain't too keen having a stubbly beard, to be fair, but an excellent choice, young lady. Come on, let's go back to the 1881 bunker and get you kitted out. Not long later, Bill, as Roger Milford, and Daisy, as Valon Barami, with blood-stained fangs for good measure, went through the turnstile for the game against West Ham. They joined up with a group of various Halloween characters including the Lawrence Bassini, the Jack Petchy, Harriet Hornet, six other Roger Milfords and two Gianluca Violis. Before kick-off in the rookery end, Harriet Hornet came close to Bill and Daisy. Bill was amused that Derek, inside the Harriet outfit, obviously hadn't recognised Daisy beneath her barami get-up, otherwise the boy would have run a mile. Or would he? because Bill now heard Derek whispering through the Harriet Hornet head. Excuse me, sir, but purely out of academic interest, sir, who was that girl 
I saw you with earlier, sir. Bill smiled at the idea that Derek's interest was academic. He couldn't stop himself teasing the boy a little. Pretty, isn't she? Derek squeaked and pulled Harriet's head down tightly to make sure no one could see how red his face had gone. He moved away. A few moments later, Bill asked Daisy quietly, Are you okay, young lady? How are you feeling about today's game? Not great, babes. West Ham have won all their away games so far this season. At Arsenal, Liverpool and Man City, we're going to get stuffed. It's going to make me panic about relegation and do something I regret. Well, now you're in Hornet heaven, at least you won't be able to phone up the club. The match started. Even though Watford hadn't beaten West Ham at home for 30 years, they were much less cautious than they had been previously under Kike Sanchez-Flores. Nathan Ake and Miguel Britos had early-headed chances, and the Hornets dominated. In the 39th minute, West Ham's Andy Carroll dithered in his own penalty area. Ake dispossessed him, and Odionigalo squeezed the ball over the line. The fans from Hornet Heaven went wild. The Lawrence Bassini threw his red helmet into the air. The two Gianluca Viales kissed each other's bald heads. Just after half-time, Igalo struck again. Anya squared the ball. Igalo, 15 yards out, controlled it and curled it into the top corner. The fans from Hornet Heaven went even wilder. Bill watched the other six Roger Milfords swing their mullet wigs round and round in celebration. Then he saw Harriet Hornet hugging Valon Barami in jubilation. Bill smiled to himself that Derek had no idea who he was hugging. Bill wondered if it might be the start of a beautiful relationship. Young love might blossom. After the second goal, Watford played strong, positive football. Nathan Ake was a colossus at the back. Ben Watson commanded the midfield. Up top, Dini and Igalo caused havoc in the West Ham defence. It felt like a Premier League team coming of age. When the final whistle blew, the fancy dress characters from Hornet Heaven bounced, clapped and chanted. Watford had won comfortably. 2-0. All seven Roger Milfords linked arms. They turned round so their mullets were facing the pitch and did a Poznan. Once the celebrations were over, Bill and Daisy headed back to the ancient turnstile. Bill asked, And how are you feeling about today's game now? Daisy grinned through her Valon Barami stubble. It's changed everything, babes. We've won before, but it always felt like we've got away with it a little bit. Not today, though. We totally deserved that. We played like a team that belongs in the Premier League. Maybe we do belong now. Maybe Gino Pozzo really does know what he's doing. Daisy beamed with happiness. She said, Definitely. It's Halloween today, but I tell you, babes, after a Watford performance like that, I've got nothing to fear. After the match, Derek Garston, still suited up as Harriet Hornet, 
paid a visit to Henry Grover in the 1881 bunker. Excuse me, Mr Grover, sir, but I was wondering, have you seen the girl who's just arrived in Hornet Heaven? Henry, like Bill at the match, couldn't resist teasing the boy. Pretty, isn't she? Inside the suit, Derek's face went as red as Harriet's face was yellow. But this time he plucked up enough courage to ask Henry another question. Please, can you tell me which costume you gave her, Mr Grover, sir? Henry told Derek what Daisy was wearing. Derek thanked Henry and headed straight off to the annual Hornet Heaven Halloween party. In the Sir Elton John suite, a band made up of former Watford players was providing the music at the party. Jack Gran, Jack Cother, Alf Sargent and Alex Sargent were rocking out in Roger Jocelyn Wildman wigs with matching straggly beards. Bill and Daisy entered the room still in their costumes. Bill glanced around. He saw Mike Keane in his spangly Elton John jumpsuit, jiving with Uncle Fester. He saw the real McBain cavorting with a fake McBain. Everyone looked happy, carefree even. The only exception seemed to be Harriet Hornet, who was standing on the far side of the room alone. Derek's body language inside the suit suggested a great deal of nervousness. But Harriet soon disappeared from view behind 12 Roger Milfords doing a conga. Bill glanced around the room some more. He said to Daisy, Golly, look at that. The Lawrence Bassini was attempting to break dance, spinning upside down on his red builder's helmet. The chubby businessman crashed into the sound system. He dances the way he runs businesses. Bill laughed and carried on watching everyone party into the night. It had been a good day, he reflected. October the 31st, 2015 had moved things on rather nicely in the land of the living and Hornet Heaven. Down there, Watford seemed to have matured into a proper Premier League side and, up here, young Daisy had conquered her young person's fear of relegation. He liked to think she might be feeling a little older and wiser underneath. On the stage, the mood of the music changed. Jack Gran continued at the piano. He was accompanied by Alec and Alf's brother, Freddie Sargent, on cello. Bill stood with Daisy and watched as the dancing couples moved in closer together for the slow song. It unsettled him slightly to see Uncle Fester and 1970s Elton John holding hands, and real McBain and fake McBain resting their hands on each other's hips, looking as though they were about to smooch, was genuinely the most horrific thing he'd seen all day. He turned away. When he did so, he saw that Harriet Hornet, or rather Derek Garston, was now striding purposefully towards him. He wondered what the boy wanted with him. But the boy didn't want anything with Bill. Thirteen-year-old Derek, dressed as a brightly coloured furry insect, stopped nervously in front of 14-year-old Daisy, dressed as Watford's midfield hatchet man. Uh, excuse me, Mr Barami, sir. W 
like to dance? Daisy put a finger to the designer's stubble on her chin for a moment. She smiled and replied, Love to, babes. Beneath the furry head he was wearing, Derek gasped. He'd never asked a girl to dance before. Not down on earth, not in Hornet Heaven. The moment felt like a rite of passage, 97 years late. On the outside of the costume, Harriet Hornet's eyes were static and glued on. But inside, Derek's eyes sparkled with amazement and delight. The teenagers took each other's hands. They stepped close to one another. They began to dance to the music. Bill Mainwood, watching, smiled his broadest smile yet. For Watford Football Club in the Premier League, Daisy Meriden in Hornet Heaven, and now Derek Garston too. Halloween 2015 had been a great day for growing up. The End The next episode of Hornet Heaven will be Series 8, Episode 4. Hornet Heaven was created and written by Watford fan Ollie Wickham. It was read by Watford fan Colin Mace. It was produced by Watford fan John Mooney. Music by Watford fans Steve Joy and Jeff Wickham.